When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, you know we love talking to this guy. It's the Vol Report with Cooper May. It's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. Well, you got a big show on tap as we're going to talk a little bit up. There's that Nico guy that maybe made a first start as we haven't had a chance to visit with Cooper about their very impressive performance in the Citrus Bowl and uh, a lot to get to. And the fact that uh, Cooper Mays and the Vols didn't need Nick Saban to retire in order to beat the Alabama dynasty, which they did in uh, 2022. So, uh, Cooper, it is it is the offseason. Uh, you had injuries. Uh, you had the injury, the abdominal injury at the beginning of the year. But uh, how fresh did you feel throughout the rest of the season and how you feeling now is – uh, you start to get ready for 2024 all over. Yeah, I feel pretty good. You know, I I got the – we kind of talked about the scenario before about having a little bit of the, the load lightning in the beginning of the year. So, it ended up being a pretty good situation on the back end of the season. I feel pretty good now. Let's um, look back at the Citrus Bowl here in just a moment. First, I do want to ask you, since we talked uh, – some guy named Nick Saban uh, retired, probably the most – successful uh, head coach in the history of college football. You guys beat Alabama in 2022. How, how nice is it in retrospect to know that you beat him? You didn't beat the coach that necessarily replaced him. That's pretty cool. Definitely something that, you know, we were, we were talking about it beforehand, but it's definitely something that, that we'll be able to tell stories about, you know, so when you have kids and, and when you're talking to your friends, you know, about old time stuff, that's that's a pretty good, you know, feather to have in your hat. No doubt. And you, you like beating people at their best, right? I mean, it's one thing to to beat a team maybe if they got a lot of injuries or, or something like that. But it's another team to beat them when they're at their at their best. And that's what you guys did. I agree, man. Couldn't couldn't say it any better. So, um do you think that the Alabama rivalry will change at all without Nick Saban there? Oh, that's a good – I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. I don't really know. I uh, I know one thing is I'll be, I'll be gone before it changes. So it could. You never know how things are going to shake out, especially in this day and age of college football with NIL and everything, uh, the momentum – has kind of swayed a little bit. So, you know, I think there was – there's only a few college football coaches that can probably still say that they have, a like, a big a big time effect on recruiting. You know, I think most of it's to do with NIL nowadays. So, I think Saban was one of the last few guys that could kind of sway people to his school alone based off that fact. 
I think that's very well said. And you you obviously um, were, were well deserving of NIL cash. And I'm sure that was a factor which we talked about in your decision to come back to Tennessee. If you can just talk about how clean and easy the, the process was of figuring things out, because a lot of schools are struggling to figure the NIL game out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it was it's it's it was pretty easy for me, I guess. I don't know. I I those guys over there at Spire have done great things for Tennessee, and they're going to continue to do great things for us, you know, in that regard. So they they made it really easy on me and, and a lot of our other guys. So I think they've done a great job. That's good. Uh, that's very good. All right. So you look back at the the Citrus Bowl. I. I didn't mention this to you at the time, but I thought there could be a chance with an eight-win regular season and a kind of an okay opponent in Iowa, not, not a sexy opponent, that you guys could be flat in the Citrus Bowl. I thought there was a chance of that. Well, I was dead wrong. Um, why did why did Iowa get your attention like they did? Why did you guys play so well as you look back on it? I, I think everybody on our team plays – football the right way you know i think that we've got good dna on our football team and i think we got guys to play hard so i i don't i don't know i, I was kind of thinking about that today earlier that just we kind of do well in 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 games that a lot of teams will come out flat in i feel like i think that we take every game you know super serious and you know obviously everybody's going to do that anyway but you know we always come out ready to play i feel like for the most part so how much of that's from your head coach being pretty even keel? I haven't seen Josh Hypel lose it a lot. Uh, that that could factor into it. I think Coach Hype does a really good job of, you know, making us understand the magnitude of everything that we do. You know, I think that nothing's really given in this game, and I think that it would be a shame to, you know, not come out and play the right way. And I think he does a really good job of making everything seem like it's a really big deal. So. He does a really good job, and that starts from the, the top, and it trickles down. Be sure and hit that like and subscribe button as we're going to talk uh, some uh, some Nico here momentarily and, and Tennessee's uh, offensive line as uh, they move forward. Have you ever seen – because I haven't. Have you ever seen Josh Heifel just lose it in practice? Um, Lose it? No. No, he doesn't do much of that. <laughs> but he, he definitely gets upset if anybody fights. He doesn't really put up with that. That's probably his that's his one thing that he gets upset about. So but no, never really lose it. Yeah. So that and officials from time to time, right? Yeah, I'm always on the field for that or on the bench over there doing corrections. So I don't see much of that, but I'm sure he does that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only time I've seen it. He's He's a pretty, uh, pretty even kill guy. Uh, going back to the the Citrus Bowl, how would you rate your play in particular? Uh, um, man, I don't know. Maybe like a B, B plus, something like that. You guys pushed them around. Oh, you said yeah. I mean, we did. Not, not it wasn't. You said me particular. You know, right? You weren't <laughs> as happy with your play. I thought I did fine. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think I did great or anything, but I did fine. We did pretty well. I think we. That was the strength of their defense. We always knew that coming into the game. You know, especially us up front, is that, so especially their D tackles in particular. So we, 
I think we did a good job handling that, especially with having, you know, Sprags out. Yep, absolutely. I want to ask you uh, about that that quarterback um, that lined up behind you. Uh, Nico, in his, in his first start, leading into that game, what was his mindset like uh, as you worked with him in practice? Uh, how was his, his demeanor heading into that? I would say um, confident for the situation he was in. You know, it's – it's never easy for a kid to be in that position, you know, um, being like an 18, 19 year old kid. I don't know exactly how old he is, but you know, 18, 19 year old kid going out there and, and having to play against grown men, especially towards the end of the season when he hasn't had much action and beforehand. So I, I, I think he did a really nice job staying calm and then being a confident kid, but I kind of expected that of him. Why did you expect that out of him? Uh, just uh, he's he doesn't really handle himself like he's young, you know. I think we've we've kind of talked about it before, but he does he does stuff uh, the right way, and he handles himself the right way. He's a good kid, so you know there there's going to be so much pressure on him. I, I want to get your thoughts on how he might be able to handle that. And it's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning over 50 years, uh, right there in East Tennessee. Cityheatandair.com. And they will take care of you. Don't trust a fly-by-night uh, sort of HVAC company that might say you need a whole new unit when City can save you money. Might just need a part or some uh, coolant. So City Heating and Air, CityHeatAndAir.com. Um, with with the transition to Nico, how much does it help to have one game under your belt headed into this season, um, as opposed to the first start coming in the 2024? season for him for him it kind of probably gives him a feeling like he belongs you know it doesn't really matter who you are when you kind of go into a a new atmosphere like that you kind of got to prove yourself prove to yourself a little bit that um you you feel like you're comfortable there and you belong there because everybody's gonna have a little bit of self-doubt so for him it's gonna kind of give him some reassurance and everything and some some confidence going into the the off season, he can kind of carry that momentum into fall camp and spring and everything. There, there's different types of pressure. There was pressure on you because you're a legacy player, um, and you're a local guy. So I think people know who you are a little bit more. There's, there's now pressure on him. There's actually Heisman odds already out there for Nico. Um, I'm curious, what would you tell him if you were to give him a piece of advice about? how to handle the pressure in the off season, man, I would just say, be where your feet are. You know, um, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks or none of that really, that stuff really matters. I mean, it doesn't, it's not even real, you know, like pressure and everything. It's just, it's just your own brain making it up. So <clears throat> I would just say attack every day and, and make the most out of every day that you can do, you know, be super locked into your, your workouts and everything and, and your film study and your extra work. I mean, there's so many opportunities to get better all throughout the day. So just focus on that. And you won't really have any time to, to worry about the other stuff. So it's, it's not really that hard. Are you a guy that sets new year's resolutions? No, no, Are so you no resolutions at all. <laughs> Are you <laughs> not really? Maybe lose a couple pounds. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. How would you like to be a? Let me ask you this: How would you like to be a better football player a year from now? How would I? Yeah, any particular area. 
I would just say, you know, just the basics get stronger and faster and, and, you know, work on extra stuff as far as, uh, you know, like pass pro and, and just fits and everything with your hands. There's a lot of stuff you get better at, but yeah. So <clears throat> John Campbell uh, shoots out a uh, social media post of himself in a right tackle stance. And I asked you about that before we started recording. Uh, what, what do you make of that? Cause everybody's going crazy about it. Yeah. I was like, I was telling you, I don't really know. I think people read too much into stuff personally. I don't, I, I mean, I've got, I go out there and act like I'm a guard sometimes and <laughs> I never play guard. So <laughs> I don't know. I also go out there and screw around and then play a little bit of tackle too. So could you play tackle if asked to? Oh man. I see. I don't know. I feel like I would, I don't know. That's probably one thing I don't think I could do, but okay. I just um, don't think, I just don't think, I feel like I would get sauced, especially in pass pro. What does sauced mean? Like I was just like, there would be sometimes I get beat very cleanly, outside like, like by speed. Just like I don't know, just hands or, or something. Everything just it's a whole different. It's like I don't know. It's like I don't know the com. I don't know the. I don't really know the. Uh, I'm usually good at like kind of bringing up something that would make sense to kind of compare it to, but it's just like <laughs> it's. It's just a totally different language out there, you know. Everything inside, that's why people can't go to tackle and play inside at guard. Because everything everything at guard and center is super fast. Like, it happens right now, like as soon as the ball snapped. So, but at tackle, you're kind of, it's kind of a longer, drawn-out battle. And it's more at length, and you're on an island, and there's no, I don't know, there's not much help. So, it's a whole different world out there. I would definitely get done bad. I'm going to disagree. I think you would do a fantastic job. I think you've got great feet and you're more athletic than people realize. Oh, well, yeah, I know that, but <laughs> it's more about, it's more about hands. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can handle a football. Are you telling me you couldn't handle a Will Anderson back in the day? Oh, I know. I handled Will Anderson. I played against Will Anderson quite a few times. I've, I, I always did very well against Will Anderson. Yeah, you, you you certainly did. I I think you're selling yourself short. If you want to play tackle, I think you could play tackle. I can play against the folks at tackle. I don't know if I could play the spot tackle. <laughs> I always do very well against defensive ends. Defensive ends do not like me. Why is that? Because uh, the only time we meet is when they uh do twist where the D the D tackle tries to go forward and pick the tackle. And then he loops in to where I am, and I always kind of recognize it before it happens. I, I meet, I meet him before they realize it's going to happen. When's the last time you've gotten beat by a stunt or a twist? Oh man, I'm sure probably the last game. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> you said, you, said you were really good at it. I mean that specific one. There's there's so many different versions of stunts. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, um. Do you, do you how much do you feel like you can you can help your guards and teammates as you build this offensive line um, by some of your instincts and your knowledge of the game and that's part of your role as a leader now right yeah just just being you know super clear with my calls and and making adjustments you know being clear with them I think everybody kind of has a little bit of confidence in me now so a little bit uh, yeah they I think they believe. When I when I make calls, I think they kind of trust me. So, 
I try to make it easy on everybody else around me as far as O-line and the running backs and stuff. So so how does that work? Uh, the calls made at the line of scrimmage, right? Or signaled right. in? How, yeah. how, how does – just tell me how the – how the process works of getting the call in and you making the call. So they get the call, the coaches make the call to the quarterback and then he makes the play call for everybody on the offense. And then uh, I basically see what kind of front they're in four down or three down where the, uh, where the dominant defensive end is. And uh, basically identify the front, and tell everybody what their combinations are. And then that kind of tells me, and off of that, it tells the running back where they're supposed to be. Okay, give me an example of a a, a play call, like the verbiage of it. Is it one of those X, Y, Z, long no, things? No. I can't really tell you because, you know. Oh, no, don't tell this me. Day, this day and age. But uh, <laughs> we make our – since our office is so fast, we do like single or either one or two – we don't really have any calls that go but more than probably two or three words. So everything can get out fast. And then I make a one word call and it tells everybody what to do off that one word. Interesting. Well, don't tell me the word, but what percentage of the time do you make that call? And you're like, dad, blame it. I made the wrong call. Nobody's perfect. Um, I've probably, Probably since I started here, like my sophomore year with these new coaches, I probably have made probably about about two a year. I'll probably have two a year where I'll be like, dang, I did the wrong thing. I remember Florida my first year when I came back from my injury, I was kind of scatterbrained because I was going through so much, <laughs> you know, being hurt and everything. So I called two good things wrong that game. And that was that's probably the worst I've ever done. Two a I'll, year? I'm I'm good for like I'm good for like one every few games, probably. That's like an A plus plus plus. Yeah, but that's like that's that's the given though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the what you get graded off of is how how you do during the play. Like kind of like it's kind of like snapping the ball. Like I haven't had any bad snaps. Like that's an A plus on the snap, but like the snaps are given. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but I think about it, the quarterback. If he completes sixty-eight percent of his passes, he's done a great job. You're talking about like not you're hitting ninety-nine point five percent of your calls. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like that's just like it's like putting your name on the paper. You know what I'm saying? Like you got it right, but like that's expected. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Makes sense. Right, the question is, could now could it leads us to could you play quarterback? No. <laughs> no chance. No, probably not. I, would. I, I can't throw it, man. I, I don't think I would. I don't think these shoulders would get it done, man. Honestly, I feel you. I feel you. Um, as as far as uh, the SEC and all the things that are going around about transfer portals, I think I know your answer to this question. But do you, do you keep track of any of that stuff at all, or do you just kind of ignore it? Uh, I don't really know. I don't really pay attention to much. I, when I get out, when I get out of football, I get like out of football. You know what I'm saying? I don't go home and watch games as much. Like I have been watching the playoff games because like I'm not doing anything, so like I might as well. And then some of my teammates are playing, or my former teammates are playing, so I watch that. But um, 
other than that, no, I don't really keep up with football much anymore. I used to be big into recruiting and stuff, like when I was a kid, when I was in like middle school and everything. Oh, dude, I used to love, you know, being on recruiting sites and seeing the the predictions and stuff and which way which way they're leaning and everything the recruits. But I don't do it anymore. He is uh, Cooper Mays. I'm Dave Hooker. The Vol Report with Coop brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, City Heat and Air dot com integrity matters this has been a presentation of off the hook sports